Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I am your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 72. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave those five-star reviews would be greatly appreciated. This week, we'll very quickly go over the Wells Fargo and then jump right into the 2023 Byron Nelson. So the Wells Fargo, good for Wyndham Clark, finally gets a win Kind of sucks that I wasn't on him. You know, bet him previously at like 20 to 1 in a scrub field. Guy barely even makes the cut. And then in a huge elevated field at 66 to 1, comes in and wins it. Wasn't on it, but good for him. Happy happy to see Wyndham Clark get the win. From a DraftKings standpoint, was an okay week. Lost a little bit of money, but not too bad. Really surprising that it wasn't a little better considering I fully faded Rory was very underweight on Hovland and Cam Young, but had a little too much Finau and Cantlay and really no Xander. So I, I guess that kind of explains it. But it, it was a good tournament overall. I, I think the elevated events are starting to get a little bit played out. So kind of excited that we have a major coming up next week. Now this week with the Byron Nelson, not really crazy about it, but it's still a tournament, and we got a chance to win some money. There are some good golfers in the field, and I, I do think it could be an interesting one. So if we dive into the course, Byron Nelson is, has been played the last two years at TPC Craig Ranch, and KH Lee has won both of those iterations at minus 25 and minus 26. So a bit of a birdie fest here. Now, there have been a couple changes for this year. One of which is is the 17th hole has actually been revamped, and, and now they have bleachers, so it's going to be a lot like the stadium hole on 16 at TPC Scottsdale. Actually, 6,000 spectators will be at 17 at TPC Craig Ranch, so that's going to add an interesting dynamic and, and should be pretty fun to see. Now, also, this was a par 72. They have actually changed it this year to a par 71, so the 12th hole I believe it's the 12th hole, will now be a par 4 instead of a par 5, was actually the easiest hole on the course, and now it'll be a par 4, so just adds an interesting dynamic there, but TPC Craig Ranch is a 7,460-yard, now par 71 with bent grass greens. There is a creek that runs through the property. It actually comes into play on about 14 holes, and long irons are an absolute must at the Byron Nelson Almost 35% of all approach shots come from over 200 yards. So definitely got to be good with those long irons. And it's interesting that even though we have lengthy approach shots, hitting greens isn't really all that difficult. Greens and regulation percentage comes in a lot higher than tour average at about 70%. So guys are going to be hitting greens here. Really, you're going to want guys that that have opportunities gained and Birdies are better. There, there's going to be a ton of scoring here. So really, you want guys that are scoring quite a bit. Guys are going to be outscoring their finishing position. So, I mean, you, you could see guys that are in the optimal lineup that come outside the top 30 possibly if they're cheaper and they're hitting a lot of birdies, a lot of eagles. So just something to keep in mind. You definitely want guys that can score here. Missing greens isn't the end of the world. Scrambling is a bit easier at TPC Craig Ranch, so I mean, if you're missing too many greens, it's probably going to hinder your scoring opportunities, so really you don't want too many guys missing greens, but there's also a lot of bunkers around the greens, so 
some sand saves might come into play a little bit. Bombers, I'd say, have a little bit of an advantage off the tee. Average drive is about 288 yards, and hitting fairways is actually a little bit easier here, and there's really not a ton of trouble as long as you're you're not getting too far off course, but driving accuracy comes in at 63%. So you want guys that are good off the tee and, and just really not getting in too much trouble. Fairways are fairly easy to hit, so want a strong approach game, strong off the tee. That proximity from over 200 yards with the irons is going to come into play and definitely some opportunities gained and birdies or better gained. If we jump into the field itself, headed by Scotty Scheffler, clearly the best golfer in the field, 11,900, and that's really where your decision is going to be made because Jordan Spieth has withdrawn. So really, 11,900, pretty steep for Scheffler, but for good reason, he is far and away the best golfer in the field. So I think we are probably going to see him at at least 40% ownership. I am probably going to have him in at least half of my lineups. Really not going to be playing a ton. Going to save some bullets for the PGA Championship next week. But do like the field enough and going to hone in on some guys. Have a pretty small player field, player pool here. So going to play about half of my lineups with Scheffler. And then I do like starting with either Hatton or Hideki. I, I do like their prices, 10100 and Hideki at 9800 Hatton's been playing well. Last 24 rounds, he's third off the tee, fourth on approach, seventh in opportunities gained, fourth in birdies are better, so you gotta love all that. Matsuyama, it's kind of scary with the neck, but I'm hoping that kind of keeps his ownership in check a little bit. But seems like he's healthy coming in here and... and I think he could play well, finished here third place last year. He's he's done pretty well recently, although he hasn't played since the Masters, but a couple good finishes at the Masters and at Valero and the Players. He came 16th at the Masters, 15th at Valero, and 5th at the Players. So some pretty good finishes coming in, and I, I do think he could play well here. Now, the fact that I'm playing those three guys up top really can't, probably afford Tom Kim and Jason Day, especially I said player pool is going to be pretty small. I don't hate those guys, but just with the way I'm playing this week, I'm not going to be able to get them in. And same actually goes for KH Lee, which is kind of scary to say considering the fact the guy has played here twice and won both times and actually looked really good last week as well. But I, I do think because of that, his ownership's going to get up there a little bit. And I just prefer kind of skipping those three and and playing Adam Scott and Siwoo Kim. Adam Scott, probably going to be a little bit popular, not too crazy, but he he's looked good recently, and I, I think he could do some damage here. So 9,200 for Adam Scott is good. And Siwoo Kim, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to go to Siwoo. He hasn't been incredible lately, but really hasn't been bad either. I, th- I think you could probably get a bit of an ownership discount on him he he could possibly be sub 10 percent but he's only missed one cut in his last six tournaments gained strokes off the tee in eight straight events over the last 50 rounds he's second in opportunities gain ninth on approach and 14th off the tee we we know he's performed well in birdie fests in the past so i'm fine going to see Wu kim at, at some pretty low ownership seamus power I, I do like him as well, 8,900. He's been all right recently, a little bit better much more recently, but played well here the, the two times he's played. 
ninth in 2021 and 17th last year at the Byron Nelson. So definitely like that. So I'll play some Seamus Power. Also, I like Steven Yeager quite a bit. I, I don't think I'm going to be alone on that. But I, I think it's worth eating his ownership. Probably come in somewhere around 17, 18% would be my guess. But he's played very well recently. Gained an average of 9.6 strokes tee to green over his last two events. Finished 27th at the Wells Fargo last week and 18th at the Mexican Mexico Open previously. He's 8th in strokes gained approach, 20th on approaches over 200 yards, and 25th off the tee over the last 24 rounds. So like where his game's at, like the price, honestly might even put an outright on him. I did forget to mention I have bet Hideki Matsuyama at 24-1. to 1. I like that number quite a bit and, and think he could definitely come in here and win this in a weak field. So definitely like Jaeger, 8,200. Then we'll probably drop down into the sevens. I like Bramlett, 7,900. Just, just been playing well. I do think that his game could fit here. 17th in opportunities gained. So he's putting himself in, in position to score. And I do like that at 7,900. Also like Brandon Wu, 7,800. Another guy that just not really flashy, but ha- has been playing well recently. Third at the Mexico Open. So do do have some good finishes from him there. It's a bit of a mixed bag because he missed the cut at the RBC Heritage prior, but I do think he has been playing well enough to to warrant playing him at 7,800. Now, also love Sam Stevens. I have also made an outright on him at 70 to 1 with a top six each way, but Stevens finished 47th last week, and really that doesn't seem like a great finish, but gained strokes in every category tee to green. Really, as is the case with him, the putter let him down. So he, he's great with the ball striking, and it's just a matter of if that putter shows up. If, if the putter shows up, I, I think he could absolutely win this thing. But he's first in opportunities gained, fifth in birdie or better, ninth off the tee, and 16th on approach over the last 24 rounds. So so really like where his game's at and like that price at 7600 Then going to go down a little bit further in the sevens. Eric Cole, 7,400, and Dylan Wu, 7,400. Like both of them, Eric Cole, ninth on approach over the last 24 rounds, 15th in opportunities gained. So definitely like that. Wu has made the cut in nine straight tournaments. In his last four tournaments, he finished 21st at the Wells Fargo, 15th at the Mexico Open, 39th at the Valero, and 16th at Corrales. So some good finishes for him coming in. He's actually third in birdies or better, sixth in par five scoring, and 14th in approach over the last 24 rounds. So I will be playing both of those two at 7,400. Also like Nate Lashley, also have made an outright on him at 100 to one with the top six each way. 7,200, good price for him for how well he's been playing. Been on a good run. Average finishing position of 32nd over his last three tournaments. Gained strokes on approach in five straight. He came 17th, actually, at the Byron Nelson last year, 3rd in par 5 scoring, 14th in opportunities gained, 15th in birdies or better, and 15th on approach over the last 24 rounds, so love where Lashley's game is at. Now, a little riskier of a play is is Ryan Palmer, but I I do think that he's at a pretty good price, 7100 Finished 35th last week at the Wells Fargo, gained strokes off the tee in 9 of his last 10 tournaments. 
He was fifth place last year at the Byron Nelson, gained 6.7 strokes T to green, so do like that, like that he's had a good finish here already. And actually ninth in opportunities gained, 13th in strokes gained approach, and 28th in strokes gained off the tee over the last 24 rounds. So I actually think Ryan Palmer's a pretty good play there. I might sprinkle in some Tyler Duncan, just, you know, really good off the tee, 7100 not a terrible price for him in this field. And another very, very volatile guy, we have Charlie Hoffman at 7100 Now, it's really not going to play a lot of him, but he, he's looked better recently and a guy that I think could play well in Texas. So I'll sprinkle him in, in a couple of larger field tournaments. As far as the sixes go, I'm not really crazy about anyone, but I probably will sprinkle in a little bit of Carson Young at 6700 I do like where his game is at. He's looked good recently, especially off the tee. So we'll go there. And then also Kevin Roy, 6,500, just really been striking the ball well. Fifth on approach over the last 24 rounds and actually eighth in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds. So if you're paying up for Scotty and maybe you want to fit someone else up there, I think one of these two guys is a good way to round out your lineup. But that's really all I'm looking at this week. As I said, going to really keep the player pool small and, and not going to overextend myself this week and save some bullets for the PGA Championship. As always, a master, or sorry, not a master, a major is coming up. So we will have a little bit extra contact going into the weekend. We'll have a first look breakdown for the pricing. And then, you know, we'll have the whole gang together breaking down our thoughts early next week. Check out ProGolfNow.com. You can check out my articles for this week. Have the rundown over there, which is my course preview, as well as the Dark Horse article. Check out TheHelmSports.com for my hardcore parkour. That is my core for DraftKings ownership fades and pivots. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out those sites for all the content. This weekend, we'll have a ton of stuff for the PGA Championship. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening. And remember, Stefan out there.